morning, all you food lovers of the world. Um, you're listening to On the Menu with Anne and Peter Haig, and we're continuing our exploration of the specialty food world. Uh, today, um, we're going to be dealing with snacks, snacks that actually appear to be good for you. Um, opening up is Frank Natale of um, Q9 Superfood Snacks, and uh, well, he's going to explain the relationship to the umbrella company Mother Earth. Um, but anyhow, he'll tell us all about it. Listen to Frank. I'm uh, a co-founder, and I'm the president of Mother Earth Snacks. Okay. Good. Listeners, you, you just now heard Frank Natale explain his position with Mother Earth Snacks and uh, some sub-companies, including the one we're going to be talking about the most today, is Q9 Superfood Snacks. Um, but I'm going to start by asking Frank um, to tell us the difference between the parent company and the subsidiaries. Could you tell us what those are? Absolutely. Well, the uh, the legal uh, the legal company is called uh, Mother Earth Snack, and that's what we go by. And then we have a brand. One of our brands is actually called Q9 Superfood. And uh, so that's one of our brands. And then we are working on some other brands as we currently speak that would be underneath the Mother Earth Snack umbrella. Okay. So, the now, Q, I mean, so Q9, how, how yep. long have you been doing this? Well, we started this project uh, about three years ago. And, uh, of course, due to COVID, it was, uh, was kind of tough to get appointments for retailers and, and, uh, and distributors. So uh, basically what happened was we started playing around with our formula. And uh, after a year or so, we were, we were ready for market. But being due to COVID... It uh, really gave us a little setback, so we went back to the drawing board instead of just sitting around and improved the flavors, improved our texture. Uh, we changed our bag look. Uh, we did. Uh, we went out. We got the certified organic, gluten-free, non-GMO. <laughs> you know, most most of the bells, most of the bells and whistles. And well, uh, you and, actually made good use of your downtime. Then <laughs> it wasn't downtime. Well, Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, just to sit around and uh, not concentrate on the product, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to, uh, it's nice to, to basically, you know, really be involved and, and to make it the best thing, the best product out there. And, uh, you know, right now, you know, between our customers and our uh, distributors and uh, everyone that tastes the product, you know, it's, 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 it's a very good feeling when you hear, Oh, I love I love this flavor. I love that flavor. Or you know, I've never had tasted uh, you know because we have different types of products. We have uh, our puffs, which are which are basically our heart shaped puffs, and they're available in like four delicious flavors. Uh, we sell them in like a one ounce bag and a five ounce bag, and uh, on our puffs they are very low in calories, fat, sodium, sugar. Uh, containing zero cholesterol and zero saturated fat. And they're tasty. uh, I mean, they frequently when you get, I mean, this is a very important niche in the specialty food industry that's good for you and and snacks, but usually they don't taste like much. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that that's something. I mean, our customers rave about how they love our like light, satisfying texture with that perfect oh, yeah. crunch. I and, think they're uh, wonderful. It, it took us a while, you know. It took us a while, you know, R and D to to come up with the right uh, the right recipe. I mean, uh, people, you know, a, a lot of our customers they describe our puffs as crunchy, crunchy like a pretzel, and light like popcorn. And, you know, uh-huh. we listen to our, our consumers, and we love that saying so much that now on all our bags, we actually have an icon that actually states crunchy like a pretzel and light like popcorn. Oh, yeah. I right. mean, so, so, so we do listen to our, you know, to our customers. And, and uh, you know, of course, um, you know, we love to get the positive feedback, but also, you know, we do listen to some, some negative feedback sometimes, and uh, that, that's what makes us stronger and better. So, now, now, Frank, but, uh, the, core, the core, the core of the whole business is this cereal product called quinoa. Uh, yes, yes. The whole, uh, our whole product stands is is made with 100% quinoa. In fact, our name, which is Q9 Superfood, uh, for right. the brand, the Q stands for quinoa. And the nine represents the nine essential amino acids. So basically, they're a part of quinoa. That's that's all. All comes from uh, from quinoa. I mean, um, I mean, Q9 Superfood begins with the 100% organic quinoa, and like I said, I mentioned, uh, it contains the 15 vitamins and minerals alongside all the nine essential amino acids. I mean, amino acids are often referred to as the building blocks of protein. Exactly. Which benefits, which benefits our bodies in so many ways, including tissue growth and immune system function. But, you know, I really don't want to get technical, uh, but the fascinating part is that our bodies create some amino acids, but they cannot produce the nine essential amino acids. And uh-huh. it's very important. These, these nutrients are needed to be absorbed by the gut in order to enter our bloodstream and be transported to the brain, organs, and other vital parts of our body. And by uh, neglecting uh, these nine essential amino acids could have a negative, a negative impact on our bodies, therefore making it very important to include them in our diet. And by having a Q9 uh, superfood puff bite or, or our sticks, you know, basically you are receiving those 15 minerals and vitamins and all nine essential amino acids, you know, which, which, quinoa, we're, which, which we're very proud of. Now, the quinoa grows where? Uh, quinoa grows basically in, in South, uh, South America, uh, 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 Peru, uh, Bolivia. Yeah, I think he was asking you where you got your quinoa from. Well, I I I'd rather keep that as a uh, as a trade secret <laughs> because each, uh, every every town uh, every city they uh, for some reason it just grows a little a little different. I mean, we just found out not too long ago that in the in in Colorado uh, the farmers are trying to grow quinoa now. I mean, so yeah. one day you know we hope that we're able to buy you know locally instead of importing instead of oh, importing the, the product. So this way, everything is basically made in the USA and grown in the USA. I mean, so but that's uh, that, that's down the road, and I, I wish them a lot of success because yeah. if, if everything works out well, they have a, a great customer waiting to buy their quinoa. 
<laughs> Frank, you're in Florida, but you're not from Florida from your accent. No, no, no. Yep. I, I, I live in Florida now for about 12 years. I was born and raised in Queens, New York. How and, did I guess uh, that? <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. It's, it's, it's one of those accents, uh, you know, it's just like New England. They, they have their accent also, and the South has their accent. How about New Jersey? I just can't get rid of it. I just can't get rid of it, but it does does, uh, make a a good conversation piece sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what did you do before you did this um, Mother Earth Snacks? Well, right out of college, I spent uh, uh, probably about about five years up in the World Trade Center. As a uh, as a trader for Shearson Lehman Brothers, okay. And uh, I left Wall Street back in the late '80s, and then I went into the restaurant business. And I was in the restaurant business for approximately about 15, 18 years. I had uh, multiple places. I had uh, my teeny lounge. I was always associated with some type with food. And Where were uh, loved your to restaurants? Love the. Uh, I was in Forest Hills, Queens. Okay. You yep, couldn't right have picked, on, uh, right, you right on couldn't have picked a more challenging industry. You're lucky to be not in it right now. <laughs> yes, it's, yeah, it's, it's true. But but I, I did uh, leave there in the, in the early 2000s. And then from there, I had a uh, a good friend of mine that was a broker. He was an independent broker, food broker. And uh, he basically taught me the business and introduced me to some great, uh, you know, category buyers and companies. And and uh, from there, uh, I I I enjoyed I enjoyed working with manufacturers, but also I, I I've seen a lot of mistakes that they do. And uh, you know, that's when I decided to uh, to come up with a a product that that was needed out there. I mean, for me, it, 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 it's a few years ago, you know, I just realized that I, I needed to kind of get in shape and, 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 and I, I used to be a smoker, you know, quit smoking and, and uh, you know, start working out. And, uh, and the, the biggest thing on, on my side was, you know, I, I had to adapt my, my eating habits, which was easy, but when it came to snacking, I couldn't find anything that I enjoyed. It, it just didn't right, have flavor right. or had no crunch to it. And that's when I decided, you know, that's when I decided to, uh, you know, basically work on uh, on this project. Uh, I turned around and I grabbed some great partners. And, uh, you know, one of my partners is uh, an engineering uh, major. And, uh, you know, he handles the actual production of the facility we produce in Orlando, Florida, even though I live in Delray Beach. Uh, you know, the plant's about two and a half hours from me, and uh, that's where we actually produce uh, these these, uh, these wonderful snacks. No, you, you, that's where you do the manufacturing, but the quinoa actually comes from Bolivia and Peru. And... Uh, the quinoa comes from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I really don't want to say where it comes from because... Because uh, you know, yeah, not too not too long ago, just after people caught on to the benefits of quinoa, um, the, in Peru especially, because we have contacts in Peru and been there and stuff, um, yeah. they they didn't plan ahead to plant enough of it, <laughs> so there was yeah. this 
shortage of quinoa, which had everybody hysterical. So I guess they're now caught up. Well, quinoa has a lot. Quinoa has a lot of health benefits, like uh, like like we spoke about. But then also a lot of people have mixed feelings about quinoa. I mean, and, and that's I've, something I've that, heard that too. Well, I've heard that yeah, too. Well, some, some people don't like quinoa. Some people haven't heard of quinoa. Uh, you know, so you know, so on our project, what we wanted to do was we we made sure that uh, you know that we got a, we took out that earthy taste uh, that quinoa is kind of known for. Uh, what you know, what kind of taste? taste? Kind of it's like an earthy. It's like an earthy taste. And uh, yeah, I love quinoa. I, I really love yeah. it. No, when I, well, when, I I make, mean, when I make it, when I make it, Frank, I, I make a combination of quinoa and lentils. And lentils, yeah, yes, that's, that's, a, that's a nice smooths it out. That, and that's, that's, that's a nice combination. That's a good. It's yep. a good combination. What, See, what, what we do is. I'm sorry. Um, what we do is we, we, what we do is is we actually take the the quinoa seed and we turn it into flour, and in the flour we we put to an extrusion uh, machine, and it's basically extruded out, and we're able to make a heart shaped you know heart shaped uh, puff. Uh huh. And so that's uh, how you, you know, do that. It, it, and and that's and that's how we do it. But then also, you know, it, it sounds easy, but it's really not. <laughs> no, I know. So I no. I mean, we have trade secrets that uh, that we do to produce our product the way uh, the way uh, we produce it. Uh, I was sure. at a distributor last week, and uh, he was trying the product, and he said, "Wow, what a crunch!" And and you know, he just loved it. And uh, and then on his desk, there were samples of another company, which I won't mention. Mention. You know, one of my competitors, and I said, "Well, oh, do me a favor." I said, Op- "Open up, open up that bag right now." You know, because he said there were samples that came in, and he opened he opened it up and he took a bite. He said, oh, there's, uh, "He said there's no no comparison." He said, "I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't eat these, meaning the competitor." You know, compared to you know compared to what we, you know, compared to what we have. You know, but then also I, I do want to mention. I mean, we we spoke about the puffs. But then also, you know, in addition to the to the puffs, we also have a sweet side, uh, you know, Q9 bites and Oh, yeah, sticks. I was going to ask you about that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, which are basically, it's, it's, it's a crispy rolled wafer. It's infused with cacao that's filled with a fine semi-sweet chocolate. Or we have our vanilla, uh, which is a vanilla bean with like a sweet delectable white yogurt filling. So it's it's like this mixture of sweetness and, and crispiness is like the perfect perfect snack for any time of the day, and it pairs uh, so well with uh, coffee or like a standalone treat. So a lot of people replace it as uh, for a regular candy bar. Uh, you know, our, what we're proud of is for our on our chocolate side, it's three ingredients. Or we, we use uh, semi-sweet dark chocolate, we use cacao, and we use quinoa. That's it. Three ingredients, and on the vanilla side, uh, we we use four ingredients. But uh, you know, we're, we're very proud, and uh, you know, try to keep everything very clean. You know, clean labels, and uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, far, you know, so far, like I said, Peter is um, is a geographer by education, and he noticed mm-hmm. that you have on the packaging you have the Andes in the background. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yep. Which I yep. wouldn't yep. have picked yep. up on, but he did. 
Yeah, we had we had to get that feel of that farm, you know, that farm, uh, you know, freshness type of uh, type of thing. So we did place uh, we did place that on the back on the here's back it, of the bags. Yes, nice, nice, nice catch, Peter. He's <laughs> a different direction a little bit, and we, we can't yeah. Well, when it comes to the sweet, when when it comes to the sweets, there's nothing on the market like it. I no, mean, uh, uh, you, you you have vanilla wafers, you know, it's, uh, you know, people just, uh, they taste it and they, they just try to compare it to something that they had in the past or, or from their childhood. And, uh, you know, being as, as uh, healthy and better for you. Did yes, yes, I believe we, we, sent, we sent you. Did we it, did we, we do have it. It, it had, I have them in, in separate boxes. We. Frank, you can't imagine how many of these brown cartons I have all over my house. I, 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 I could imagine. Let me do one thing before we close, because this might, might interest you, it might not. But a, a number of years ago, how many, I don't remember, we interviewed someone, and they, part of their process involved quinoa, and making quinoa into a beer, and then they took the beer and transported it from Latin America all the way to France to to do the distillation into a liquor in the same country where they made cognac. And we can't remember who it it was, whose project that was. I don't know. I can't remember. I remember the conversation. It seemed like a very complicated production, having to well, jump continents like that. Well, believe it or not, when COVID did hit, uh, we were looking into possibly producing a quinoa uh, vodka, and sure, uh, you sure. know, with all the health benefits. That and, was that uh, was probably exactly what it was. It was pro- it was probably a vodka. Yeah, vodka. I mean, but yeah. uh, but what we but what, what we decided to do was just concentrate on the snacks. And also, we are uh, currently playing uh, playing with a uh, a cereal line uh, for quinoa, oh, quinoa cereal, yeah. Yeah. and and also for uh, you know baby uh, baby puffs for the kids, you know for oh, uh, for yeah. the infants uh, that that basically carries all nine essential amino acids and and uh, vitamins and minerals and and uh, so you know we are working on on other projects right now, but our main uh, our main focus is. Uh, is basically the Q9 uh, Q9 snacks, and uh, you know we're excited to get it, get it out there now. Uh, you know we have the capability. We have the capability. I mean, most of the buyers are looking at new items, uh, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we sat down with Walmart last week, and uh, they love the product. And uh, yeah, they uh, they 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 told us. Well, they well they basically they told us uh, we'll be in Walmart uh, first quarter of uh, of next year. That's pretty exciting. So, which is, yeah, which is very, very what exciting. Is, and Frank, what is your best website? Uh, I could be found on, it's www.MotherEarthsSnack.com, or you can find us at Q9Superfood.com. They both lead to the same, to the same website. Okay. So, yep. Q Q without the dash? Q without the dash, yeah, just Q9superfood.com. And on there, you could see everything. You could, yep, you could see everything. 
Uh, and you, you have, like, store finders or can people order off of the website or what? Not, not as of yet. Uh, we are in a large, uh, a large amount of retail, uh, independent uh, retail stores, you know, throughout the, throughout the U.S. But right now, uh, the best way to find us is uh, either online or even on Walmart.com. We're, we're currently listed on Walmart.com and also on our own website. And then also we are on other selling sites that, uh, you know, if, they, if anyone Googles us, then usually we pop up, you know, on Google or on our site that, uh, that, that you can purchase right there on the spot. But uh, we're yeah, hoping I mean, to I, I have... must. I can't remember if, if, um, if a specialty food association sent me the original email that put me in touch with you. Yes, well, we, we sell through the uh, specialty food association. Uh, but that's more towards a uh, wholesale uh, wholesale accounts, and also mm-hmm. we sell through Range Me and we sell through Fair. Uh, that is, if you're looking to buy wholesale at you know small cases at small case minimums at a at a time, but uh, but directly to retail, the best bet is Walmart, uh, our website, and also we are going to start listing on Amazon very uh, very shortly also. So no, what is this? Um the slogan, Happy Times Start Here, what is that associated with? Happy Times Start Here. Well, well, we, we say a couple, a couple of things. Uh, life is better with Q9. You know, li- life is better with Q9 Superfood. And also mm-hmm. we consider ourselves the new shape of healthy. I mean, the reason oh, okay. why we're, we're the new shape of healthy is, is our, our puffs are heart-shaped and our yeah, bars and our sticks are like tubular you know, they're tubular with, with the filling on the inside. So it's, it's really nothing that, you, especially when it comes to the sticks and bites, it's really something that you've never seen out there before. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we're proud, uh, you know, we're proud to say, yep, we're the new shape of healthy. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you've really made, you, you can tell that you're a pro at this because uh, you've made such a, You've gone so far in such a short time and under probably the worst conditions we've ever seen yeah, <laughs> in a long yeah. time. Uh, yeah, I mean, any, anyone listening out there, you know, it's, it's, it, 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 it was a long journey. But, you know, but listen, to stay dedicated and focused on, on what your, your goal is and what your dream is, I mean, if you just stay focused like that, I, I, I think everything works out. I mean, there's, there's, there's a will and a, and a, and a reason uh, out there for, for everything that we do. And, uh, you know, right now it's, uh, you know, we, we feel it's our time. You know, it's definitely uh, our time to get out there and introduce it, uh, you know, large, uh, largely into the market. I mean, we're, we're rolling out in about 30 days up in the New York area. And uh, we'll be in basically thousands of stores up there uh, within the uh, next, uh, next couple of months. So we're excited. We're excited. Well, it is but, exciting. Uh, you, de- I mean, you definitely right. have to stick to your plan and uh, just stay focused. Well, right. you're doing it, though, with a, a fast pace because I, I was noting, we've, we've done this for so we've done it for almost 20 years now. And, and so we got exposed to uh, many startup companies, and we love noting how far some of them have come over that period of time you know like yeah. um that we interviewed the, the the woman who founded that um hint tonic oh, hint. Hint. yes 
at, yep. when they were just starting out. And yep. now they're advertising they on <laughs> everywhere, and it's everywhere, and every bar shelf, yeah. And, um, it, but you've done that kind of distance. You've cleared that kind of distance in a very short time. So I think yeah, that well, um, I, your products are in good hands, your companies are in good hands. And I'm really, I, I believe so. I mean, and I can't take all the credit because I do have a great team, uh, you know, behind me. I have, uh, you know, I have my partner, Yuri, who does manufacturing. I have uh, another gentleman, Tom, who does my marketing. I have uh, a, a, an old attorney friend that I took out of retirement that basically uh, steps in as a COO. Um, I, I, uh, I also have a director of sales, uh, you know, Michael Harris, that uh, uh, he, he's been in the business, the CPG uh, business for over 35 years. Uh, you know, he, he worked with brands like Oreo cookies and Chip Ahoy's and, and, and things oh, like wow. that. So, so it, it's as a team, I mean, no one person could do it alone. I mean, I was told a long time ago by my, by my father that, uh, you know, surround yourself around good people. You know, even that they're smarter than you, just surround yourself around, you know, those people, people that are dedicated, successful, and, uh, you know, and, and together as a team, you can make anything happen. Well, I think you're going to do it, and, and your people skills is part, part of the success, I think. Um, I want to thank you, thank you. Um, for, for getting in touch with us and, um, and talking to oh, us my, about the my, company. My, my pleasure, and I'm glad you enjoyed. Uh, now, out, out of the puffs that you tried, uh, w w what was your favorite flavor? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Um, <laughs> they've all, they've did, all that actually, good, right? <laughs> well, I, I did have a favorite. I'm trying to remember what it was. It's just mm -hmm. so hard because I go through so many things all at once. No so, um, but um, Fantastic. Yeah, so um, maybe maybe I'll call you and tell you what I figured out. That that'd be that'd be fabulous. I mean, that's. Uh, um, but it would it would be a savory rather than a sweet because I have yeah, sweet too. Send, send Peter some chocolate ones. Well, well, you got to try the sweets also. I said, I said send Peter some chocolate ones. Okay. Tom, Tom, to he likes he likes the chocolate. Yeah. Fantastic. I like the chocolate. Okay. Yeah, he's he's a sweet person. We well, you know he's English. Well, the English live on sweets. Well, see that that's that's something about this company. We have something that will satisfy everybody. So from sweets mm -hmm. to savory, from vanilla to chocolate to uh, zesty chili lime to spinach parmesan, we have we have something yeah. for everyone. So I like spinach parmesan actually. And yeah, I like nice. the spinach yep. part. Of it. Yep. And well, in fact, we we were picked uh, from Bomber Money Magazine as as uh, one of the top products from the SFA show last year. Yeah, I and, wanted to uh, mention that, and make sure that you, yeah. you brought that up. Yep, they okay. uh, they, I mean, they I, I, your industry yep, recognizes they, you your success as well. Yes, so. yes, and uh, yeah, they they raved about the spinach uh, the, the spinach parmesan, no, which, right. is, which is nice, which is nice. Well, how could you go wrong with spinach parmesan? <laughs> well, but truthfully, I mean, look on the shelves. You really don't see too many uh, spinach parmesan flavors out there. No, I mean, why not? They're dumb. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that, that's why we, you know, we try something a little different. So, mm -hmm. 
So you know, hopefully we could set. Uh, well, for, keep exploring uh, and and taking the chances, and uh, um, talk to us again in, in a while back when you have new directions and want to talk about something. Feel free to contact us. That'd be fantastic. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Again, um, listeners, it's Mother Earth is the parent company, and what we're raving about right now is their Q9 superfood snacks. Go get them. (laughs) Thanks, Frank. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. We have Olivia's Croutons, which in our household has become a major snack, snacking, dipping in sauces and hummus and putting in salads. And we're going to talk to the company founder, Francie Pacovo, um, about Olivia's Croutons. Listen up. Oh, Francie, and you pronounced your, your last name perfectly, Cacavo. <laughs> yes, yes, you got it. And most people probably say Cacavo, right? Wrong. That is true. That is true. <laughs> well, your 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 company is called Olivia's Croutons. I never ever thought of of a company. Um, devoted entirely to making croutons, but yours apparently works. Yes, apparently it does. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're 32 years into it, so I'd say it's working. Oh, 32 years. 32 years. Yeah, well, you you say uh, on your website that you love what you do and and love making a product that people love to eat and, uh, and it's unique, and it's all of those. And the, uh, the consumer, the ultimate consumer, is Peter Haig, um, <laughs> who has figured out 10 million different ways of using them. <laughs> yeah, just well, that's a, good. Just add a little crouton. Yeah. Whatever, Pardon? Whatever. You can just add a little crouton to, to just about anything, right? It's true. Yeah. They're great for baking, and they're great, you know, just out of the box. Um, dips, yeah, snacks, I think I eat salad. them just out of the box. Yeah, yep. I, I use them a lot with the tomato salad, as you can imagine. I'm going to try a new mm. variation today. today. Today's dinner is veal burgers a la Lowe Brothers, which is a butcher shop in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, I, and I usually use just... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, sweetheart? Breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. I usually make breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. I'm going to do a mix of breadcrumbs and. Oh, you could mix them together. You usually use the Japanese together. panko. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're so, going to be a little bit crunchier than panko, but they are yeah. already seasoned, so they're really great. We use them when we make meatloaf too. Um, yeah. So it would be kind of like a little meatloaf patty. Um, you kind of are a, little, a few steps ahead rather than a plain bread breadcrumb because you have the seasoning. Right, right, right. See, I mean, I love croutons, but I mean, I I'm always at the last minute, running out of time, and don't take time to make it. So your product is perfect, it, and it comes in flavors. Tell us about your flavors. Well, we started with our original flavor of butter and garlic. Yeah. And you know, it was when I when I started Olivia's croutons, there wasn't anything like this in the market. You know, the kind of croutons that you could buy at the store were 
dreadful, you know, little tiny white bread cubes <laughs> that had sprayed exactly on fake flavor. So they, it was it was nothing that was ever part of my um part of my dining experience, you know, any opportunity you had to have a homemade crouton at a nice restaurant or some some place that took the time to, you know, make their own crouton was always a treat. So we just started making these butter and garlic croutons. I just played around with a recipe. We used real butter. We used fresh garlic. We still do. Uh, we add a little basil, a little parsley. And originally we were buying French baguettes from a local bakery, and we soon outgrew his supply. Uh, and we started making our own bread uh, probably in, oh, gosh, 2004, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, oh, maybe even maybe even earlier, maybe maybe ninety eight. Uh, my husband joined me, and he started making the bread for us. Yeah, I was going to ask you who the we was. So, well, we're not, always not a we. Mm-hmm. No, it's my husband. I started it on my own, um, but he was all, he's always been involved. You know, we we went to trade shows early. He would always come with me, and of course, late nights uh, he was there cutting bread or baking croutons or. Packing bags, uh, so we—it's always been a joint effort. But he officially joined me, I think, in I don't know, '98, possibly. He came home from work one day and said, "I quit." So I <laughs> said, "What are you going to do?" And he said, "I'm going to work with you." Oh, so the, the rest is history. It's worked. Well, that's wonderful. I mean, I would have called it panic time. <laughs> Happened, no, but. it was time to just put the pedal to the metal and rather than have right. a hobby business, have a real business. So we decided if he was going to join us, then we had to figure out how to actually make some money and live off of it, and we have. Well, I think it's wonderful. This was your first experience running a food company, right? Yeah, absolutely, yes. Uh, my my family was fairly entrepreneurial. My dad had started his own business. Uh, my mom joined him. And then my both my brothers have had their own businesses. So I think it's it's possibly in our blood. It could be, yeah. Um, you, you have so many wonderful recipes on your, um, your website. I mean, I'd like to just go through and make all of them. You know? <laughs> so sure. um, do people send you recipes or do you just develop them yourself or how do you do this a little bit of both we you know if people send us a recipe and we test it and it seems like something we want to include we'll we'll add it to the list Uh, we Mm -hmm. of course we test bake it and then it gives us an opportunity to get a photo of it Um, but Mm -hmm. a lot of them are mine you know just uh, things that I make for my family and we use a lot of croutons when we cook so uh, a lot of those recipes are just my my original recipes that that taste delicious. Yeah, you know, I mean, have you seen Rabbit Olivia's Olivia's onion rings? You can use them. You can do onion rings too. We oh we, on the on the recipe, yeah, using yeah. the crumbs. Mm-hmm. That's true. That yeah, was I mean, that was I actually just, developed by uh, somebody in our office. That they created that really? recipe. Yeah. Well, Peter and loves we had a couple onion of, rings. He loves yeah, onion I, rings. Those are good, delicious. And there's also a similar one with zucchini. So yeah, breading zucchini. That. Yeah. Can you do that in an air fryer? You probably can. You know, all these recipes were made before air fryers existed, but um, even uh, I have an air fryer, which I didn't think I would ever have. And 
Um, I've put it on chicken before, the crumbs on chicken, but yeah. I'm sure any of the vegetables would be delicious with crumbs. Yeah, do you like, I have an air fryer that somebody sent us that has never been out of the box. I've never uh, learned how to use it. Do you love yours? Well, in the wintertime, I do, I do use it in the wintertime. I mean, I, most of the, my cooking I do in a cast iron skillet on the top of the stove. That's really more my style. But it was gifted to me from a dear friend, and I thought I certainly owe her um, at least trying this, this, uh-huh. uh, this piece of equipment. And I, and I have to say I've used it more than I thought I would. But, you know, to throw a few pieces of chicken in there, chicken thighs, and uh, either some carrots or some kind of veggie and cook it all together in 25 oh, minutes. Oh, you can cook it all together. I didn't even yeah. know that. Yeah, it's simple. Well, do you have one of the ones that looks like a um, toaster oven? It looks like a box, and then it has a, a like a square um, handled tray that you pull out. Uh, yeah, well, that's not like, like this other one. Though yeah. Everybody raves about the ones that look like uh, toaster ovens, and I yeah, don't have I, one I, of those. I have no idea. No experience with that. <laughs> Well, you know, how many years did you say you were in business? 32. We started in 1991, or I started on my own in 1991 uh, doing it. My kids were babies. And uh, so, you know, we did it very one store, and then we added a second store. So it was a a slow growth in the beginning. Um, I still was working in my family's business. What was that? It was office products, so I was doing oh, sales of office products. Yeah, it, it completely, complete career change. I mean, I went to school uh, for education, and then I went into business, and now, you know, I do the crouton, so I'm really into business. So, um, yeah. yeah, I didn't do the teaching. Well, you actually uh, weathered the uh, anti-carbohydrate storm, too, huh? Well, you know, it's, it seems like we're always fighting something. So I remember the very beginning, the first thing was low-fat. So we tried to work <laughs> and come up with something that was low-fat. But honestly, for a crouton, you really yeah, do need some fat. I mean, it, it makes yeah. them extra crispy. It adds so much flavor. Um, but we did. We worked with a, just a little bit of olive oil. We put tomato juice in it. It was really tasty. But it, in the end, people really didn't want a low-fat crouton, so we discontinued it. <laughs> um, and then, oh, my gosh, then we've had, what, keto and paleo and yeah. the gluten-free thing. We we actually weren't sure when gluten-free hit if that was real or if that was going to be something that was going to be more passing. Um, How did that was, happen to you? I mean, well, we're moving away from it now, but I still get tons of gluten-free products. Yeah, and I honestly think there is a, a pretty significant population that is not moving away from it. Uh, it's a very good seller for us, uh, and I do think there are people, my sister included, who feel better when they don't consume gluten. So whether they're celiac or not, you know, they've given up the gluten and they're feeling better. So. Um, I, I don't see those people getting back into gluten anytime soon. So, uh, you know, I feel fortunate to have, you know, we have a crouton and we have a stuffing that are gluten-free, and we get a lot of really How good feedback on those. How do you well, we do run, that, 
Yeah, so in the in the very beginning, uh, which was probably the early 2000s maybe, uh, gluten-free was sort of just coming around, and then gluten-free products were slowly coming onto the marketplace. And at that time, you could really make a gluten-free product alongside a conventional product just by using gluten-free ingredients, and people were all happy about that. And then, you know, they started testing how many parts per million, and the celiac uh-huh. community got really vocal. And so all of the major brands, um, you know, were looking for a product that was under five parts per million. Well, you can't make something in a shared kitchen and come up with that kind of um, purity. So we right. we discontinued for a while because we we only had one space. And then in 2013, we started again. Uh, and we rented a dedicated space just for gluten-free. So we ran oh, okay. two two different kitchens at that time. And then in 2016, we moved to the building we're in now in Brandon, and we run two parallel kitchens, uh, one conventional, one gluten-free. Both have their own HVAC systems. You know, they run off positive pressure. There's just no way for cross-contamination to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's that's hard. But, you know, at through the Fancy Food Show way back when, I saw this happening when the, um, the, the labels started getting real long, real, yes. real long, with, um, you know, free, hyphen free, gluten-free, yes. um, you know, fat-free, uh, everything was free. Um, yes, but uh, but actually, I think you're right that that um, people. I've heard people tell me over and over again, even if they're not the, um, if they don't have celiac disease, they tell me over and over again that they feel better when they're not eating gluten. Yes, I've heard that a lot. It's funny because it's like one of the oldest substances anybody ever ate. I know, and I think. You know, you look at some of the old flowers, the icorn, and, um, you know, and there are people who feel like they can eat certain um, grain products that contain gluten, but not conventional modern-day wheat. Um, so, so you I, think that the product of the wheat itself actually has become um, contaminated over the years with it? I, I don't know because I really don't know the science behind it and I would hate to, you know, feed that fire, but certainly there are people that believe that. I I think a lot of our food has evolved, not just wheat. So it's probably not they're probably not the only culprit um in making people people feel differently than they would have, you know, 50, 60 years ago. So mm-hmm. uh I, I you know, there's a lot of additives, there's a lot of different things in our food that that we've never, you know, we never had in the past. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, with Olivia's croutons, that was one of the, you know, one thing we wanted to do is make a product that was croutons. We say croutons you would make yourself if you had the time. We talk about the ingredient list, the fact that everything we use is something you'd find right in your own pantry. Uh, we don't use any stabilizers, enhancers, flavorings. We don't use any of that kind of stuff. We use the real thing. So, you know, our bread is flour, water, yeast, and salt. It's a classic French recipe. And then we add butter. We do 
cut the butter with canola oil, so it's like a 50-50 blend of canola and butter. Um, mm-hmm. And then we use fresh garlic, so we buy fresh California garlic, puree it and add it in. And then we use dry herbs, so we don't have, you know, any kind of hyper flavorings that, you know, you can buy on the market today uh, in any of our products. Uh, when we did go to gluten-free, we did have to you know, use some ingredients that we couldn't totally consider whole. Uh, you know, some of the starches that go into the flours to make the breads. We do use xanthan gum. Uh, so, you know, we have had to deviate a little bit from our uh, whole all-natural ingredient statement on the gluten-free product. Um, but it's still super clean. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, how many um, varieties product you have we make four different varieties of croutons um we had a fifth and we're in the process of re reformulating that one to make it a little bit a different flavor so we have the butter garlic the parmesan pepper we have an organic garlic and herb and then our gluten-free garlic and then we also make stuffing so this actually is stuffing season right now believe it or not we've been making stuffing since may so we make a traditional Why is stuffing. Why stuffing season? Because we have to Why get it? it into the distribution. So. Oh, 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 for, it's already in advance of Thanksgiving, you mean? Yes, yes. Okay. So uh, nothing's selling, but we're making it. <laughs> uh, so we have the traditional, we have, make a cornbread, and then we make a gluten-free rosemary and sage. So those are our stuffings. And then we do a lot of custom work for different companies uh, that are either sold under their brand or used as ingredients. So we have a lot of other things going on besides um, just our branded product. One of my favorite favorite mix-ins is a product called Tomato Bliss. I don't know it. Tomato Bliss. It's it's all made with heirloom tomatoes. Yum. Is it just like a sauce? It's a soup. It's it's a soup. It's like... Oh, wow. But you can use it. uh, Like tomato. It's the ultimate potato. It's the ultimate... Tomato soup. Wonderful. I wanted, I wanted to mention it to you because it just—it's like your croutons. It just tastes absolutely magnificent. And it, well, it's we so used easy. to. It's so easy. Yeah. All you have to do is open the lid. Yeah, there is a lot of easy out there. Unfortunately, now there's easy and good. I mean, I think uh, that good. you know, in the seventies, well, probably sixties and seventies, when um, manufactured food started to come out. It wasn't very good, so right. it's nice to see that you can buy something that's actually tasty um, and not and not a not a, a health mess. So, yeah, I, I will have to tell you though, because we get a lot of product, and uh-huh. um, very few gluten-free products don't taste like cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you try ours? Yes, and that, I mean yours is one of the exceptions. But uh, okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. And but it's it's not um, per, presenting itself as a cookie either. <laughs> no, it's not a cookie. Yeah, I know there is a definite. There's a real distinct texture and aftertaste often associated with a gluten-free product, and we worked really hard on our bread to try and not have that happen so we use Uh like i think we use four different flour blends 
flours to blend, and then we use three different starches. Um, so we're trying, you know, that rice flour grittiness that hopefully doesn't come through. I mean, we don't think it comes through. And then we also throw in a little bit of honey um, and a little bit of vinegar, and that also helps to for the mouth finish. It, it doesn't have the um, the little bit of bitterness that you often taste at the very end of eating something that's gluten-free. So we feel like those oh. were our, our – I, sh- I guess I just shared our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people are going to rush out and start <laughs> baking their croutons. It's on the ingredient on really label. <laughs> yeah, it's on the ingredient label anyway, so if they really wanted to know, it's it's all there. But, but you're, you're in Vermont, so pe- pe- people are not going to go galloping up there just for a few croutons. Well, I, uh, yeah, they can. <laughs> we have a lot of stores in Vermont, but we do sell all over the the country, spottily, um, more often in like natural um, co-op type stores. But we do have some major chains that carry us, and we are, of course, I have to say, on Amazon, um, you can buy them there. So they're really available to anyone anywhere. Okay, and do you... Do you um actually sell it from your your website now we do we sell it from our oh, website too okay. yep yep olivia's croutons.com uh yeah. we do, now, have do you think that there's that. a you I mean you're doing everything the right way and using top ingredients uh, do you think that that negates the um the the issue of price point um, no, I think you know. I th- I think people are sensitive to price, and I think that even, especially now, you know, with the inflation the way it is, I think people are really having to be careful with their money, or some people are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, fortunately, I don't think it's impacted our sales, but I do, I do hope that when someone buys our product, it is more expensive, that they feel like they are getting a good value because we have used uh, the most premium ingredients we can use and we've, you know, we've tried to produce something that that they can compare to something they might bake themselves. So uh, we, we hope that maybe it's not about price, but it's about value. Well, Francie, you, you're a very astute business person, too, I have to say. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, well, I am don't, I supposed I don't know, to about, know that. about the? Am I the, the, supposed to know who Olivia is? Well, Olivia is our daughter, actually. So okay. um, it's a funny little story. I, you know, when I decided I was going to start a crouton company, um, my grandfather had always called me Francisqueta. Um, he was Spanish, and he, that was his nickname for me. And I thought, I oh, will call it Francisquetas. And then at the time, you know, we, we were super local, and there was a, a restaurant next, to, you know, in the next town that was called Francesca's. And when I wrote it out in my script the way that I wanted it to look, it looked just like Francesca's. And I'm like, I can't do that. You know, I guess if I'd had a little more vision and understood that we weren't going to be a regional <laughs> a regional brand, I would have stuck with Francesca's. But my sister said, why don't you just call it Olivia's? Our daughter Olivia was three, and, I, and nobody was named Olivia back then. It was like a, it was not a popular name like it is today and i was like okay so we just changed it and said okay we'll call it olivia so that's that's how the name came to be okay it's if a, i was braver it would have been called francisquetas 
Well, you're a delight, and so is your product. I mean, you're so successful now. I, I mean, and you're already devising other um, areas for, for you to operate in business-wise. Uh, so I guess you have plans for the future of the company, huh? Yeah, we did, um, you know, we bought a, a much larger facility in 2016 and renovated in 2017. So our plan really was to uh, open up more markets. It's been sort of a tough ride uh, over the oh, last, uh, what, four or five years. Yeah, so COVID, yeah. COVID was difficult. I mean, first getting up on our feet in 2017, it, it it was harder than I thought. I just thought that, you know, we were going to go from our smaller facility to this larger facility, and it was all going to be great, and it was we were going to have economy of scale and efficiencies, and it didn't really work out exactly like that. So we had a, a pretty serious learning curve the first couple of years that we were here in our new space, which, honestly, uh, Wednesday I was on the floor and I walked seven and a half miles. So um, that was in that was basically in in the building, walking round and round. So it it can take some time uh, to get around and do things uh, that I just never anticipated. So um, you know we're still we're still getting our feet under ourselves. I guess we pretty much have our feet under ourselves now. We did have that little bit of a hiccup with COVID. Uh, and when now we're, we're we're back on track and our growth is back, uh, I think we were like twenty twenty five percent a year. So uh, we are, you know, we're we're digging ourselves up and out, and uh, we have capacity to do a lot of new and exciting things here. Well, I wish you well. Thank um, you. And yeah, and, and I'm glad that you've weathered all this stuff. I mean, a lot of uh, restaurants and chefs are not weathering so well, and it's really tough. Well, so we, we were very, yeah, very much aware of that. We had about 50% of our business was in food service. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the day COVID hit, we were like, blip, half of our sales <laughs> were gone. So, um, yeah, we, we feel their pain, um, and we're happy that, you know, some of them have survived and are, are back and, and thriving, and we're seeing that with our sales, uh, but it was very challenging to um, yeah, wake up one day say. and have half your market gone. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> well, you're delightful to talk to as well, and I could look forward to my uh, having your product in my my veal bowls for dinner. <laughs> well, terrific! Right. That's wonderful. Okay, and uh, so again, thank you, and hello to your husband. All right, I will. I will tell him hello. I don't think he even knew I was doing this, so I'll, I'll tell him what I did today. <laughs> Great. All right. Thank Great you. to meet you both. Thank you, Francie. You too. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Podcasting services for On the Menu Radio are provided by ASP Station. www.aspstation.net. Last segment, we're going to be talking to Marilyn Yang with her wonderful product called Hopadelics, <laughs> which, of course, has reference to uh, psychedelics and uh, pop things. Her overall company is called Fungal, you manage it like it mushrooms, snacks, 
but the particular product we're dealing with is called Papadelic, and she's going to tell us all about it. 